0: This is Founders Talk, an interview podcast hosted by me, Adam Stakoviak, and we profile founders' building businesses online as well as offline. And if you find the show on iTunes, we're also on the web at 5by5.tv slash Talk. If you're on Twitter, follow Finders Talk and me, Adam Stack. Today's guest is Ryan Carson, the founder of Carsonified and Treehouse. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm joined by Ryan Carson. Ryan uh, has been on the show before, so he is a a friend of Founders Talk. He's uh, an entrepreneur. He has built a company called Carsonified and a new company called Treehouse. So primarily, he's on the show to kind of give us the scoop on what's been going on behind the scenes there and some fun stuff. So Ryan, thanks for taking the time and and welcome to the show.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me back. It's an honor to be here and I'm excited to chat.
0: So what I think the last place we left off with uh, the, the last podcast you were on here with Founders Talk was not exactly where we left off, but, but at least where we were going with this direction towards uh, your launch of Treehouse. I guess before we get started on that, let's kind of give an intro to Treehouse. So for the uninitiated on what Treehouse is, what what is Treehouse to you?
1: It is uh, video training for web designers, web developers, and iOS. So you um, if you want to learn how to do... Uh, web design, web development, or iOS—we take you through the whole process. So um, you could learn—you could know nothing about uh, those topics—and we take you from that all the way to um, proficient, uh, professional. Um, and then at the end, um, we have partnerships with companies that uh, that recruit from the Treehouse member pool uh, based on which badges you've unlocked. So as you as you learn uh, topics, you know, like HTML5 or uh, UX. You can take quizzes or code challenges to unlock badges. Um, for instance, you can unlock the advanced Rails badge. And uh, the the companies at the end will look for people that have unlocked certain badges that are looking for work and then um, potentially talk to them about uh, working for them or doing an internship. So, we're, we're trying to redefine the way people learn um design development in iOS um and eventually Android so this is what we this do. is
0: exciting i mean what you just <coughs> described there is is far different than what it started as which is think vitamin membership which was mm. kind of launched off the back of think vitamin that blog you run which is for design professionals very very well known very well done you got a great editorial staff and always great content on there so i mean a lot of the staff that's part of think vitamin is also part of treehouse too so uh, I guess yes. that kind of tailor fits into your your expert training and and all that good stuff, so that 's that 's kind of neat
1: it does yeah and, and since we 've sold the events company um, you know future web apps future Web design future mobile um, it 's allowed me to focus hundred percent on treehouse now, and the team 's growing fast i mean we 're uh, just to hit we 're just about to hit two million dollars in revenue a year um, and we 're up to fifteen full time people and we 'll be up to probably 20 full-time people um, probably you know early next year. So growing fast. Like it's the fastest I've ever grown a company, which is really fun. So
0: you just threw me a curveball because I, I missed that news. So you sold the events company?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Ta-da! laughs> um, yeah. There you go. How's that? Um, yeah, so it's the second company I've sold. So the first one was DropSend, um, which was uh, for sending large files. And then we just, uh, in August, sold our events company. So the, what we did is we separated our uh, Carsonified into two companies. Um, one is was was called technically Carson Systems.
0: Yeah, that's the original name, right? It,
1: it was, yeah. So that was the legal entity that we sold. We we kept Carsonified, um, and Carson Systems that we sold was uh, all the all the events. So future mobile, future web apps, future web design, um, and yeah, all done with that. So I, I still am involved. I still go to the shows. Um, and, and technically I'm on an earnout which means uh, I don't get paid the, the full amount for the sale until the earnout's over which which I think will be in um, let's see April probably may 2012 um, so that was pretty crazy yeah I went through a whole experience I mean and I could talk for an hour. I know. I mean, I, I almost want to
0: have you come back for another show to talk about the sale of that and what the process was and who was advising you. Because, I mean, that's, that's a topic that we just talked about with uh, Dan Martell on the show because they – I don't know if you know Dan Martell from The Founder oh, yeah. of Flowtown. Not... But they recently got acquired by Demand Force, and it's a process. And we touched lightly on it, but I, I love how candid you are about uh, and also transparent about some of the things that have happened with you and, and your businesses. So it's, it's nice to learn from that.
1: Right, I mean, selling a company is pretty crazy, and and I don't plan on selling Treehouse. Um, it it's it's something that I'm super passionate about that I could I feel like I could do till I die. Um, that's how that's how big of a problem I think it is, and how exciting I am to work on that. But you know, the things I learned through selling um, Carson Systems were just I, I I basically was telling Jill, my wife, that it's like I got paid to do an MBA, you know, right. because. Because the things I learned, you know, through selling that company was – it was like going to university. But the funny thing is I got paid to do it. So, um, I, you know, it's it's been – you know, maybe we can touch on that later if, if you want to. You know, so a couple do's and don'ts if you're thinking about selling your company. Yeah,
0: Well, I like how, at least with Treehouse, what you're doing with this, and you mentioned you can do it for a lifetime. It, it's kind of closing the loop of where you started from, right? It's going back to your roots, which was – uh, I think it was called a Web Design for Designers or Designers? F-
1: uh, was yeah, By Designers for Designers. By Designers for yeah. Designers. So, yeah,
0: I mean, that that was an awesome project. I remember being a fan of yours from way back when. I mean, you know, I, I oh, haven't thanks. known you just for the past few years. I've known you since way back when. So, I mean.
1: Thanks. I think, Thank you. I mean, that's one thing I learned that, you know, anyone listening to the show um, might be able to pick up on is that um, doing events is a great way to put yourself at the center of a community. Um, and that started for me way back when we did by designers for designers, which was this little get together for web designers, you know, they go to a bar, have a projector on the wall and show some, some, some work and talk about it and drink. And that morphed into eventually, you know, a full blown events company. But at my heart, I was, I was, wasn't an events person, you know, I, I didn't mean to do that. Um, I, I've always, you know, have a computer science degree. I'm a, I'm a web product person. And so it's it's nice to get back into building a product, you know, and running, you know, a, a product company and and doing that full time. So, but I, I, there's no way that we would have had the what appears to be an overnight success with Treehouse unless I had put in seven to ten years, you know, of hard freaking work, you know, being involved with the community, being committed, you know, showing that I was passionate.
0: I mean, I really have to give it to you for doing that too. I mean, yeah. It, what you said it seems like it might be an overnight success, but you've been at this game for a while and I think it's quite neat how by designers for designers kind of dovetailed you into all the things that you've been excellent at over the past you know like you said ten years because it spawned you into the event space, but at the same time it helped you build up the the community equity to meet the kind of people that's required to even build treehouse. So it wasn't like you could just, exactly. you know, it doesn't just take money and tenacity. It, it also takes some contacts and some trust and some social equity exactly. to, to build these things too. So I think that certainly goes to, to your credit. So, I mean, the last time you're on the show, and I, I think we touched on this first when we jumped on the podcast, um, was before when you were on the show, it was called think vitamin membership. You were thinking about level up. What, brought it into the treehouse space. How did you come up with this name and what was that scenario like for you?
1: <coughs> cool. So, yeah, so we 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 decided that Think Fighter membership was a convoluted name um, and it wasn't it wasn't big enough. It wasn't broad enough really. So, last time I talked to you um, either we th- were thinking about or we had decided on calling it Level Up. Um, and we had actually done the, the logo, you know, registered LevelUp.co, which was expensive. I think we paid, you know, I think, you know, three to five thousand dollars for that domain. Um, and then uh, after I talked to you, I don't, you know, how long? I don't know how long after, but um, sometime after, I I saw a tweet or a DM from somebody and I said, uh, have you seen um, uh, this?" And it was basically a link to. I think the site was, you know, the or something like that. And I was like, Uh-oh. too close, and I clicked. Yeah, oh, this is not good. And I clicked it. And basically it was a completely unrelated product, but it was called Level Up. And um that was the brand. And they they were a company that was doing sort of um gamification around physical places, sort of like Foursquare, um, you know, but 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 slightly different. And they had big they had a lot of backing. They had raised fifteen million dollars. Um, and I just knew that There was no way we were going to win that fight. You know, they were already launched. It was done, and and uh, although we could try to somehow fight, you know, I think we had trademark level up in the UK. We just thought this is going to be a waste of time and energy, so let's just pick a new name. And we hadn't launched yet, anyway. We hadn't relaunched yet. So, so um, we did this huge brainstorm, you know, and spent you know weeks, you know, kind of kind of coming up with different names and um, and. We shortlisted a bunch, and uh, we. I was sitting at a at the, uh, our dining room table with my wife one night, and it was kind of late, and I was just you know going through all these names that we had sort of come up with, and and because and we have kids, and we have two boys, and um, they're fairly young, so we read them a lot of stories. And Jill said, you know, what about something like Treehouse? You know, um, and I was like, ooh, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of nice, yeah. yeah. You know, I like it. Kind of initial just. Feel, you know, gut check. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Um, so immediately start Googling it, you know, what's out there, anything called Treehouse. Um, and really nothing too big came up. The, the biggest thing that came up was a Canadian um, TV channel for kids called Treehouse. Yeah,
0: I'm well familiar um, with that one, actually.
1: Oh, <laughs> cool. So, you know, that was kind of the biggest maybe blip on the radar. But there wasn't any, you know, big product called Treehouse. Um there is treehouse.com was already registered. Um, but, you know, you kind of expect it to be. Right. Um, and so we did a bunch of checking, talked to the whole team, ran it by them, um, did some initial kind of feeling, you know, asked a couple people we trusted, and and um, you know checked any trademarks, and basically um, went for it. And uh, we we couldn't get um, Treehouse.com, as I said, it they wanted a million dollars for it. Whoa. So uh, Yeah, we're like okay, so um, so we ended up deciding on TeamTreehouse.com. And we thought, okay, team. You know, it kind of, it's a nice feeling. It, you know, anyone who joins is part of the team. Um, it's fairly easy to say and spell. Um, and also, we we could. We ended up buying uh, the Twitter handle Treehouse because someone was owned it, but they weren't using it. And um, thankfully, they were just willing to to sell it to us um, for about two thousand bucks. So we got the, the the Twitter handle, which has been really nice because. Um, you know, being able to tweet, you know, hey, you know, just launched a new, uh, new feature on, you know, at Treehouse. It's so much nicer than trying to. Think vitamin
0: membership. <laughs> we yeah, had that conversation about- before where you were just you you couldn't uh, put it into a verb. You couldn't.
1: Um, yeah, it's just a terrible, terrible. There was no name, way you so- can
0: say you were doing something with it. It was just weird to say, and they weren't sure exactly. to say thing vitamin or think vitamin membership. And should I add that or should I hashtag that?
1: Yeah, I mean. So so now you just say at Treehouse and it's that's the name of the product you know and and um, so so that all worked out really well and um, we we decided to to launch the product as Treehouse but but then we had a hiccup which is interesting so we hired a designer um, in February 2010 no 2011 sorry um, and they were going to work on the product and launch it so and then we had we already had a developer his name's Alan he's amazing. Um, and we worked for six months with this designer, and um, and basically, you know, at the end of six months, this just sounds crazy and it's a little embarrassing to admit, but at the end of six months of work, I didn't really have anything to show for the design work. You know, the designer, like, had done a lot of planning, a lot of prep work, you know, a lot of um, sort of user experience planning, but I didn't have literally... A page to, to to that we could hand to Alan and say, "Okay, build that." And as a manager, the the biggest thing I learned from that is, um, you, you really have to be clear about deliverable deadlines and say, "Okay, you know, uh, on this date, you know, this this specific thing needs to be done." Um, and if it doesn't get done, then you figure out why it's not getting done. But it's but it's as if things were kind of happening, and I thought, "Okay, we're making progress." But what I needed to do is, you know, three months after hiring them, I should have seen that nothing was really happening, and I should have ended that relationship. Oh man, um, you know, and and so basically, um, you know, a designer costs about eighty thousand dollars typically, you know, a, a year. So we we literally flushed forty thousand dollars down the drain, and that was you know Jill and I's money basically. I mean, we you know we funded the product you know through profits from the events company and. And that was literally money thrown down the drain, and that was so frustrating. And not only that, but it set the product back. I mean, we were going to launch in October, and we couldn't do it. Um, so that's one thing I learned. You know, you got to be when you hire a designer and developer, you have to be very clear about your deadlines, and you have to manage that process carefully. And it it might feel like you're actually micromanaging a little bit, but when it comes to the product release, you know, you as the owner and manager, you got to be in control, right? Um, and I one 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 tool that's been really helpful. For the launch of Treehouse, is using a Gantt chart. So I never used Gantt charts before. Um, but what I realized is I'm a very visual person, and, and actually seeing your timeline as a Gantt chart, with you know people's projects and responsibilities laid out visually, you know, with a big you know solid horizontal line as the deadline on the right, it really allows you to see what's going wrong, you know.
0: Yeah, if something isn't it to a certain point by, you know, X milestone, then, you know, this person can't spin up their tasks and therefore they're going to be delayed yeah. and you can say that, see the trickle effect across the timeline. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because, you know, Gantt Charts, if if anyone listening hasn't used them before, um, we used a, a tool that I love. It's called TeamGantt.com. Um, and Gantt is spelled G-A-N-T-T, I think. Um, it's just a great product. and. You know, you put each, um, each row is a, a task and you assign that task to a person, but each task can be connected to the next task. So if you have to move a task, it, it automatically, you know, affects the future tasks and you can see your deadlines getting pushed out, you know. And it's just, it was a great tool. And if I would have been doing that, I would have seen early on, whoa, we're going to have a huge problem here, you know. We are, we're not going to be able to launch on time. Um, so now I use Team Gantt personally. I, I don't really use it for the team, but as a manager, it's a wonderful tool. Um, and now we're using Asana full time for all of our project management, and that's A S A N A, and that's basically a wonderful, you know, sort of to do app. Um, so uh, that's kind of how I manage my my team, and um, we also use Skype. So. One thing your listeners might not know is, uh, unless they listen to my last show, is I I live in the UK, and my entire team is in the US. Um, so all, 14 other people are in the US, and then there's me. Um, and uh, we do that through a lot of Skyping. And you have two and, children uh,
0: and a wife, so it's got to be tough on yeah, your timelines.
1: It is. And we also work a four-day week. So um, uh, you know, everybody works a four-day week, so the office is closed down on Friday, Friday. Um, And, uh, you know, we, we give generous holidays as well. We, I think everyone gets, you know, something like 20 days of, of holiday plus every Friday off, um, plus national holidays. So it's, it definitely, you know, yeah, it required now it requires, you know, attention to detail. Um, but what I realized is I was being too sort of like, Hey, you know, everyone will get their stuff done. It's cool, you know, sort of attitude. But actually as a, as a manager, that's, that that actually means you're managing poorly. You're not actually managing your team and telling them what needs to be done when. Um, you know, I was sort of of this kind of, you know, sort of feeling like, hey, people are smart; they'll just do what they need to do, and stuff will get done. But the problem is, they're looking to you as a manager to say what's important.
0: Right. Prioritization. I mean, yeah, as a product owner, you have to. I'm not. I'm not slamming you for this, but you definitely have to be on the ball with prioritization. Because if they don't know what's of priority, they're going to work on whatever. They think it makes you happy because you pay the bills, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And no, I, I did screw up. And, you know, that was a, a big mistake. And, you know, that was hard. You know, Jill was like, what are you doing? You know, I, you're running a company and you somehow didn't manage this perp- person properly. And it set us back by 40 grand and, you know, probably four months. And it was like, damn, you know, how did I do that? It, but learn that mistake, you know, learn from that. And now I know. So we just hired a new designer. His name is Tyson Rossage, and he works in San Francisco. And he's the bomb. I mean, he he, just—he—he's already you know designed and um, marked up um, you know an entire new part of the product. So we have something called Treehouse Groups, which is a a product for you know schools, companies, universities, uh, families that want to use Treehouse, um, and it gives them a dashboard. So they can see what everybody's learning in the group, um, and when they're learning it, and how fast, and and um, it also allows the people in the group to see what everybody else is learning, and it kind of becomes a contest, like you know, ooh, you know, uh, Adams, you know, beat me, you know, he's learned you know all the badges in HTML5, and I have only done one, you know, so um, but so Tyson's working on that product, and he's already you know almost done with it, and he's only been with us since November, I think. You know, Sort of first or something. So,
0: well, what I like about uh, Tyson's history is that uh, he's worked on two very well known websites. Well, maybe one of them is very well known, and one is definitely on my hit list of favorites that may not be that well known purevolume.com and, and obviously dig.com. So, I mean, he's exactly he's definitely one of those designers that has been down the roads and can help you out in the, in the right ways, too. So,
1: oh man, yeah, I, I think anyone listening is trying to find a designer, you know, for a, for a web app it's so important that they understand user experience um, and they also do front end development. I just, you can't get, you cannot hire a designer who's just a designer anymore. They have to be a front end developer as well, you know, so they have to be able to do HTML, CSS, a a tiny bit of JavaScript. They have to know Git, you know, and they have to understand repos and, um, and, you know, if you don't do any of that, it's just, it's a total nightmare. Um, and then on top of that, they have to be visually talented. So finding a good designer is absolutely the hardest thing ever. Um, and finding develop- good developers is hard as well. But there's something about you know designers that it's kind of like a unicorn. They have to be this mesh of a lot of things.
0: Well, you've had some... A really good stroke of good luck, with uh, I guess I guess you can call it luck. Really, maybe it's just right time, right place with um, with your two other members that were kind of founding members, I guess, in a way with Treehouse, but they weren't really founders. Nick Pettit Ooh. and, and um, uh, Jim Hoskins. Tim Hoskins. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of them as well with their their show Doc Type, which I think kind of dovetailed into what you're doing with Treehouse. And I Ooh. mean, let's talk about your team for a bit here. I mean, how did you come up with the stats that you've
1: got? Okay, so what what we did is we, we decided to, to build Think Vitamin membership in um, February two thousand ten, um, and I, I I thought you know there's a need here um, we can fund it with our we can basically bootstrap it from our events company um, you know and I already have a good community so let's do it so then I tweeted out um, actually I posted on Think Vitamin hey you know we're looking for two teachers who can teach. Um, video who you know teach on video and also are a web designer and a web developer and uh they knew it was going to be hard to find that <coughs> excuse me um and they they tweeted back and said, you know ah uh, you know we 're kind of perfect for that, you know we already do doctype um and I was like, Oh wow, you are perfect you know, and I know you and, and you're you're talented so and they were and at uh, to...
0: the FOA there too as well in FOA exactly. 2010. done so
1: yeah. So they were perfect. So I said to them, "All right, guys, we'll hire you, um, but just on a three-month contract because we're going to see if we can get to break even. And if we don't, you know, and the product is failing, then you know the contract will end." Um, so actually, the, they were they were sort of contractors in the beginning, um, and I, I had Mike Koos, the designer at Carsonified, design the product. And then I hired a freelance developer to build the product in Rails, and then uh, Nick and Jim were sort of the first employees. Um, And then we launched it, and um, we we charged money from day one. We did have a free version for about a week, um, but we turned it off because our our gut feeling was, you know what, let's just purely charge for the product. There is no free version. You you can see some of the videos for free if you want. and so we started making money from day one, and we launched it on ThinkVitamin.com and also at Future Web Design. So I used my own event to launch the product. So that's another reason why, you know, spending some time doing events in the niche that you want to um, find customers in is a good idea. So, and I think the first day we did about three thousand dollars of new signups, um, which I was like, "Whoa, okay, this Whoa. is great! Yeah. I mean, this is not bad." So that was hundred people. So, because we charge about um, we charge about thirty dollars on average um, per, per membership. It's twenty five dollars for the for the silver plan or forty nine for the gold. So, on average, it comes out to about thirty or thirty one. So, so that was about you know a um, hundred signups on day one, and I was like, I think this is going to work. And the best thing is you know is recurring revenue. So, I knew hey, that's three thousand dollars that unless everyone cancels, you know, um, we'll get a portion of that next month. And coming from the uh, revenue
0: that you did with uh, – I don't want to derail what you're saying there, but just you talked about revenue there and recurring. It kind of perked up a thought of mine was you know, coming from the event space, that was kind of recurring because you did have annual events and it was something that people kind of relied upon. But how was the revenue difference with the event space versus this kind of revenue
1: space here? Uh, mass- massively different. Yeah, I mean events is very choppy. Um, it's a very hard business, you know. You, it's not re- really recurring at all because you you start over every event, and every event you know costs you you know anywhere from two hundred thousand dollars to half a million dollars Well your events uh, definitely yeah so so you would you'd have to do you know two hundred thousand up to five hundred thousand dollars just to break even at each event, and you'd have to start over whereas you know with with treehouse you you if if we get a customer. Then typically they stay with us for at least ten months, Um, so we have a churn rate of about ten percent. So you know it's which is too high. Like we're actually trying to get that down, but it's not bad. But um, and uh, that's so it's just really nice to think, man. You know we're we got a customer. You're going to stay with us for a while, um, and our revenue just grows consistently you know, over time, I would highly advise anyone who's listening, you know, if you can figure out a way to make your revenue recurring, do it. Because for two reasons, number one, it's less stressful because um, you don't have wild dips, you know, in your revenue um, and and hence your profitability. And number two, it makes your company much more valuable. Um, Our events company, you know, we didn't get an amazing multiple on our revenue because our revenue was not recurring. Um, Whereas, you know, People have told me, and this is all, this all, you know, is completely um, dependent on your company and the, the market. But typically, you get, you know, five to 10 to 15 on, X on revenue, you know, on a, on a recurring revenue business, um, which is just crazy. So, um, so I'd highly advise that. So, so going back to building a team, you know, um, Nick and Jim were our first two, and, and then the product really started working. And, uh, and then we, we basically just, um, uh, kept Nick and Jim for quite some time. Um, I would say probably, I think it was about four or five months. And then we said, okay, we need to hire a video professional to start editing this video because it's just too time consuming. So the third person we hired was a video professional named Michael. Um, and then, uh, and then we hired Alan, our developer, and then our designer, and then we just kept hiring people. And the nice thing about recurring revenue is that you can hire because you know how much money you're making and you know how much money you're going to make next month. So you can plan your scaling, which is why we're hiring so fast now. Um, you know, we've been really lucky with the successful launch of Treehouse. We, um, we increased our revenue by 50% uh, since we launched um, three weeks ago. Um, and it looks like we're increasing our revenue by 50% per month now. Wow. Which is just mind boggling. Like, I mean, that's, I've never seen that kind of growth, you know? Um, and uh, that means we can hire because we know that, you know, 10% of those people are going to churn each month. Um, so, now you got some statistics so, you
0: can kind of lean upon, which is your recurring revenue versus your loss, how many they exactly. go away, how many they come on. And you can start yeah, to plan, so, you know, in better ways. Rather than yeah, just guessing,
1: you, exactly. You look at your cash flow and you know how you're going to be doing. It's straightforward, and uh, you know your costs. You know your monthly burn, um, and you know your typical growth. So, so we're doing that. The the other thing about um, I'd advise people. You know, we raised money. We raised six hundred thousand um, dollars from amazing investors. Like I was really humbled who who we, who we got. We got Kevin Rose. Um, Greylock, which you know, the people in in Greylock were Reed Hoffman, you know, the founder of LinkedIn, um, and a guy named David Z, who's uh, huge in Silicon Valley. Then the third uh, body we got was Mark Suyster, and Mark Suster is a super super smart investor, um, and he's a VC at GRP. And then the fourth was the guy named Chamath Palapiptia. <clears throat> and Chamath is you might not know him, but he's he's becoming the most um, important investor in Silicon Valley and he is the most connected person I've ever met. Um, and he's super, super smart. Um, and, uh, anyways, he, he actually led the round, but the way I met those people is through the events. You know, I basically showed, um, Kevin Rose think fighter membership, um, one time cause he was speaking at one of our shows and because he had spoken for us a couple of times, we were friends, you know, we got to know each other. We, we got, had a lot in common. We became good friends and then I showed him the product and he's like, I want to invest in this. You know, you're profitable, you're growing. Let me invest. And I was like, Whoa.
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, I was like, I never planned on that. We were going to bootstrap the whole way through. Um, and it became clear to me, I, I and really, I really searched my soul about this because I've previously been one of those kind of um, people who you know who who just, you know, railed against venture capital and said, you know, everybody should bootstrap and and I was like, "Man, okay, this is interesting. You know, I can definitely raise money now if I want to. You know, what's the right call here?" So, um, I talked to some friends and just thought a lot about it. And what we realized is that raising money would push us to the next level. Um, me personally, as an entrepreneur, I had never done it, so I literally knew nothing. I was—I didn't know what a convertible note was. I didn't know what a priced equity round was. I didn't—nothing about raising money. Um, so I read Brad Feld's book called Venture Capital, um, it's like it's Be Smarter Than Your Lawyer and your Venture Capitalist. Um, so I read that cover to cover real quick um, and decided to do it. Um, and the thing is, is, is that we could get a good valuation on the company because we had already been going for a year and we were already profitable. So um, we, we raised at a really good valuation because the company was already valuable. Um, so we only had to give away a small percentage of the company to raise six hundred thousand dollars. It goes back to what um,
0: Kevin always leans upon, which is you know start on the cheap, prove your concept, and then that way you're going at least, and you don't have to give away half your product. You can give away a smaller percentage,
1: and exactly you keep so more in your only, pocket. Exactly. So we only gave away a little, tiny bit of the company, but yet I have these amazing, smart people now that are that are backing us. So it, it raising money is actually an amazing thing if you can do it right because. You get amazing, smart people on your team. You know, so I've got Kevin and Chamath and Mark and Reed Hoffman and David Z and on my team, and they paid me to be on my team. (laughs) You know, it's like what? I mean, it's almost like how does that work? I mean, and obviously they're investing. They they think that that six hundred thousand dollars is going to make them, you know, if they're really lucky, someday somehow six million dollars. You know, but. You know they don't know that, and I don't know that. But but right now, all I know is um, they are, you know, helping us and opening doors, and they gave us a good cash cushion, you know, to feel safe and to move forward. Um, so I would say, you know, if if you can raise money and it makes sense, and you and you won't get diluted very much, then definitely consider it. Um, you know, it, it is distracting. It took me, you know, kind of took me about a month to do that. Um, which is still very fast, actually. You know, a lot of people say it takes them six months to a year to raise money. Yeah, a
0: lot of of cases, yeah, you got longer rounds or it takes time to make those connections. But because of some of your past, you've been able to make those connections. And I know that Kevin is is probably a really strategic connection for you because Uh he opens some major doors for for lots of people. And he's he's a good guy, too. You know, he really cares about the community.
1: And he's really helpful. Like I've been on the phone with him a bunch of times already, just talking about you know the idea and, and asking questions. Uh, Chamath has already opened up a lot of doors. Um, so the super secret thing um, I can reveal, and I know you normally do this at the end, but it makes sense <laughs> to do it. It makes sense to do it now. Um, is that Chamath uh, used to be really really high up at Facebook? So uh, Mark Zuckerberg brought him on to build the Facebook platform. And uh, he ended up exiting Facebook. I think he made like $300 million, something like that. Wow. Yeah, so very, very wealthy but very well connected. And he um, opened up the door to Facebook for us. And what what he did is help us um, create a partnership with Facebook. So the thing I have to announce is that Facebook now is going to be looking to recruit Treehouse members and hire them. Um, so they'll say, okay, we want people who have unlocked the advanced UX badge, uh, advanced node badge, and you know are looking for a job. And then they'll they'll start talking to them. And then the ones that look like they might fit for the team, they'll start recruiting them into internships or jobs.
0: This is amazing. I think uh, part of the story that we didn't reveal there is that you actually have tests. So you don't just watch a video. You actually go through a process that actually does validate that you've learned what you say you learned. So you're now exactly. having employers piggyback off of um, these, I guess, do you call them badges or achievements? We
1: do. Yeah? Yeah, badges. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it goes into the kind of the gamification of it where you, as you learn, so you watch video and then you take either a quiz or a code challenge. And a quiz, you know, are are more suited to visual, you know, tasks like user experience, you know, like which of these buttons is, you know, placed on the page to make, you know, submitting the form the easiest, you know, and you would pick A, B, C, or D. Uh, That would be an example of a quiz question. Whereas a code challenge would be, you know, hey, add it, you know, add an ordered list um, uh, to this page. You know, and that would help you. You know, learn basic HTML skills, and you t- and you you code right in the browser, and then you say check my work, and it and and you have to pass those challenges, and then that unlocks a badge. Um, so, the, it's a great way to test. You know whether people know what they're talking about. And the nice thing is, if you already know something, you can probably go straight to the quiz, so you don't have to watch the videos if you already know HTML. You know. You just go in and take the quizzes and pass it. and we have 60 badges already and we already have people that unlocked all 60. Wow um, people were uh, right now uh, let me do some quick math. Um, oh, what was it? it, it we're, I think they're unlocking about I think it's about about 25,000 badges a month now. Um, I mean it's and those are all by paid members. Uh, So people are unlocking a crazy number of badges. And and what we're excited about, though, is that people will be able to go from knowing nothing to be able to potentially work for companies like Facebook. We have a a similar deal with Living Social, uh, WordPress, and also Simple or Bank Simple.
0: I was going to say they just rebranded to Simple. I'm I'm still floored by the fact that – I mean just the name of Facebook is kind of cool. But the way that employers are now able to to leverage – you know your platform, what you've been building to hire not just good professionals but trained professionals that have proven that they that they understand what the topic is or they have the the required skills. I mean, it's almost like saying, have you gone to X conference a couple of times? But those are far more expensive. You got to travel to do it, or have you read X book? And it's the same kind of concept. But here, it's it's um it's got a different feel to it. I'm just excited about how they're leveraging this platform to hire professionals.
1: Yeah, no it's it, exactly and we think it's really powerful because it will allow people right now who can't afford, you know, to go to university or or even um or, or even, you know, uh community college or anything. It'll allow them potentially to get on um, you know, the face the radar of people of companies like Facebook. where it's just it was impossible before. Um so now if you couldn't af- if you can't afford proper education, you have a chance now, and I think that's why I'm globally really
0: about it. not just yeah. not just uh right. you know in the states or in Europe or in australia i mean this is a global product, so
1: exactly so i guess provided you understand
0: say. english right
1: well we're going to eventually um go multilingual, so we'll probably add German first um and then we'll add uh Spanish and French and other languages as fast as we can right. but but yeah i mean it's um it's uh, th- this is why I was saying it's a problem I feel like I could really do until I die. I mean th- this is, you know, a product that could literally change the world. And um and I've just never been involved with anything like that. It's a, uh, you know, It's a good phrase, but change the world. Yeah, that's what I, I mean that's why probably everybody listening to the show that's really what they're trying to do, you know. Yes, we want to make some money. Yes, we want to, you know, have freedom. But what we're trying to do, everybody that, that's an entrepreneur is, 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 change the world somehow. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're I, th- I think we're getting there. I mean, we were. This blows my mind. We were lucky to be in the Wall Street Journal today. No kidding. So, yeah, it was, and that happened without any PR. You know, we didn't try to go get make that happen. But um, they contacted us and said, "Hey, you know, education is really changing, and we think you're one of the companies that's doing that." And it was basically us. Um, Codecademy, one of our competitors, um, and Khan Academy, um, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So, you know, the Wall Street Journal is saying we're one of three companies that is changing the world uh, and redefining education. Like, that's crazy. Um, You're a market disruptor, buddy. Well, I hopefully, you know, I mean, I think you definitely
0: are. I mean, don't don't be humble about that one. I think you've done a fantastic job being oh. a highly highly liked and, and well-known person in our community. I mean, anything that uh, that you've been involved in has been successful. You, you know, you'd mentioned you've had some hiccups and some things where you've failed, but you can't succeed until you fail, and I think that what you've done with Treehouse and what you've done with the events, even though you've sold that, I mean, you've changed a lot of lives. I mean, you've changed my life in a lot of ways, too. I mean, oh, I, think so. I, I think this is this is awesome what you're doing. And On the note, though, of the Wall Street Journal article, I see that some of your competitors have raised maybe even a bit more money than you have and tell me if you i'm bet. wrong but your product seems so much more polished than anybody else's out
1: there How yeah do- so our our big competitor i, th- I think right now is code academy and it's confusing cuz they're not code academy that's somebody else but code academy is our primary competitor and they they raised 2.5 million um i think on about a 13 million dollar valuation So they gave away. Let me do the quick math. They had to give away about twenty percent of the company for that. Um, And they're brand new. They just launched, you know, uh, like a couple months ago. And you know, a couple of people have said, "Well, you only raised six hundred. You know, what's the deal?" But you know, and the the answer is, is because we didn't need money. Like we didn't, we didn't even need to raise money. So we could have. I could have raised twenty million dollars if I wanted to. Easy. Um, because, you know, thankfully I had the right connections and the, the, the product is hot, you know, and people want to invest in education startups, but we didn't. And the reason why is because we... <laughs> you can probably hear my, my one-year-old screaming in the background. Oh, I miss him. I'll go hang with them in a minute. But, um, but, you know, we're competing directly with them, but we launched, and, and it's kind of exciting because they raised their money, and it was announced, and then I think about a month later we launched treehouse with, you know, fully fledged product, you know, we already had, you know, uh, 15 employees. We're already profitable. We're doing, you know, millions of dollars in revenue. And I think what that shows is, uh, thankfully we just launched earlier than them, you know, cause we have been doing thing Vitamin for, for ages. So, um, I, I, you know, I think thankfully we're doing it right, but we're, we're, we're attacking the problem in a diametrically opposite way as them. They're creating a platform, that people um, that people upload their lessons to. So it's kind of a crowdsourced learning tool, whereas we strongly believe that we need to um, craft the whole experience. So we have full-time teachers, you know, we do all of our video in-house. Um, we, we take you from zero to professional the whole way and don't ask anybody else to, you know, help us make those lessons um, so, I, and I think that's the right way. I think people, when they're paying for education, they need to believe it's credible and and that it's been thought through. Well,
0: imagine going to university and, and you pay X amount for your you know you think you're paying X amount for your degree, and when yeah. you go into the class, you're like, well, we crowdsource this one to X Y Z. You'd
1: <laughs> be like, what? You know, no, no, who no, is no, this I'm guy. Paying, yeah, I'm paying Stanford, not you know Bob Jones, you know, in Kansas, who created a lesson for Stanford. You know, it's. It's the same thing, and I think that they're. I think that they're going about the wrong way, and I think we are. Of course, I would say that, but um, I'll say
0: that too. They're going the wrong way. Turn around. Yeah, they're probably not, shaking no, their. No. They're probably uh, pretty intimidated by you guys, though, because of your ramp up time and your ability to succeed as you have, and especially when somebody hears you come on this podcast and say, "We we didn't even need to raise money, guys. We we could have done yeah. everything you'd done with zero capital or zero investment from anybody else, but it was nice to get it. So thanks."
1: Yeah, and but the thing is though is, and I think every entrepreneur knows this is is although I think we're beating them, we're, we're not going to you know relax and and enjoy that. We're just going to keep pushing and and also believe you know they could catch up really fast. You know if somehow if things change, they've got way more money in the bank than we do. Um, although we're profitable, you know they have more cash, um, so they could scale very quick. You know, and Lynda.com is our other big competitor. They've been around for I think since like. Nineteen ninety three. I mean like forever, right? And they're a seventy million dollar company a year at least. So they have a lot of firepower and they're I think they're wildly profitable. I mean, I would estimate they're probably, you know, doing forty million dollars of net profit. The thing is
0: though, Ryan, is their platform has not changed. Besides just changing with the times and providing maybe HTML five video instead of flash or whatever. I mean, I don't even know what their product is these days, but they've only yeah. evolved in the fact that the technology has had to evolve or the way that they deliver the product it hasn't changed their pricing hasn't changed they haven't done any quizzing they haven't engaged the community like you have they haven't right. wrapped around which is it.
1: weird which is weird i uh, jill and i were talking about this last night you know why why are they doing that why haven't why aren't they innovating and i i think that they're just so profitable that they just kind of feel like they don't need to you know and that's the danger is like once you become the market leader you know you, you end up you either being paranoid all the time because you're thinking, oh, someone's going to beat me, or you you relax and you let yourself get beat, um, you know. And I'll, I'll talk about that problem once we get there. <laughs> um, but right now, we're the one that's trying to, you know, beat them. So, um, but yeah, so it's been a fun ride. But thanks, you know, thank you for all your kind words, and um, you know, and if anyone out there is a member, thank you so much for supporting us, and we really appreciate it.
0: I know we didn't get the say the super secret question the normal way we do but is there anything you want to close with like what's going on in the future or places that they want to follow you or follow, follow any members of your team or follow what's going on with treehouse can oh, where do they go um,
1: well so team is the url or at treehouse on twitter um i'm at ryan carson um but you know we're just going to keep hiring as fast as we can and um excuse me we'll probably get to sort of i think Probably about thirty people, um, and that will, and we're just going to keep releasing products, so or you know topics. So we're going to cover PHP, Ruby, Rails, um, JavaScript, Node, UX, Photoshop, um, and eventually Android. We're going to launch Android. Um, so we're going to do that all as fast as we can, and and keep making education you know affordable and. And more fun. That's that's the plan.
0: And your based your office is in Orlando, even though you're in the UK. So it, is this a remote worker option, or is it they have to be in Orlando?
1: Um, if people want to be a teacher, they will have to be in Orlando. Um, but we're I think we're going to hire another developer soon, um, and they could be anywhere. So um, so keep an eye out, I guess, on Thinkvitamin.com for any job announcements. Um, we don't have, or follow at Treehouse. Um, right. We don't have a blog for Treehouse yet, but. Um but uh that's where we're at. But thanks for having me on the show. It's a real honor. Um and I, I'm excited to to be here.
0: Absolutely. I, I love what you done with Treehouse and tell the team I said thanks for being hard working and Kevin for, yeah, for believing in you and all the investing team for giving you the momentum you have. And again, Ryan, thanks for thanks for being on the show, buddy. I appreciate it.
1: No problem. Take care.